0: and long, dialogue-free sleep sounds. That's four sleep stories a week, plus our popular music and soundscape episodes. Please visit SleepTypePremium.com to subscribe or follow the link in our show notes. Thank you.
1: Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Sleep, Tight, Relax, Sounds, Music, and Stories for Calming Busy Minds. This episode's sleep story, Blackie, a Lost Cat, originally appeared in our sister podcast, Sleep Tight Stories, but it has been adapted for the longer format we have here. Blackie is a black cat that lives with Arthur and Mabel, whom she loves, but after talking to a new cat named Speckle, longs to run away and have adventures. I like this story, and I hope you will too. Before we continue with tonight's episode, let's first make sure you have a suitable environment for comfort. You might try sitting cross-legged in a chair or if you are ready for sleep, lying on your back. You can position your pillows or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Let's start with a few deep breaths Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and Breathe out. Breathe in and out. Let's try that again. And this time, imagine that your body is like a balloon. When you breathe in Feel your chest and sides expanding like a balloon filling with air. When you breathe out, imagine your body is like a balloon shrinking with the air being let out. Breathe in and breathe out breathe in and out in Focusing on your breath is such a simple thing, and yet whenever I am feeling anxious or nervous, it seems that I've forgotten how to breathe properly. In that moment, focusing again on deep, slow breaths lowers my heart rate, helps me to relax and regain some control. You might remember this the next time you feel anxious or nervous and see if it helps you. Now, continue breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. This time, Try to inhale slowly to the count of four, and exhale slowly to the count of five. The breathing process goes like this. Inhale, two, three, four, Exhale, two, three, four, five. Again, inhale, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, and five. Continue this exercise as long as you feel comfortable. I hope you enjoy this episode's sleep story and have a deep and restful sleep.
0: Blackie Hears Something Blackie was a cat Now that I have told you this much I think you can guess why that was her name It was because she was as black as a coal Or a bit of tar from the barrel Which stood on the street When the men were fixing the roof Blackie did not have so much as a speck or a single hair of white in her glossy coat of fur. And on a dark night, if you were to look for Blackie, I think you would not have found her, for she looked just like a bit of dark itself. When you first looked at Blackie, you might have thought she was just like other cats. But she was not. She was a very smart cat. And so many things happened to her. And she had so many adventures that I am going to tell you about them. Once upon a time, Not so very many years ago, Blackie lived in a fine, large house with a little boy and girl named Arthur and Mabel. Of course, the papa and mama of Arthur and Mabel lived in the house too, but as the children were the ones who played with Blackie and looked after her, giving her milk and good things to eat, it seems best to say that Blackie lived with them. Now it's your turn to feed Blackie, Mabel would call to her brother. All right, Arthur would answer. I'll give her the milk right away. The children never had to be told twice to look after their pet cat, for they loved Blackie very much. Though the children's father or mother often had to tell them twice, or perhaps even three times, to go to the store or run on an errand, just one telling was enough when it was about Blackie. I certainly have a good home here, thought the black cat, and Arthur and Mabel are very kind to me, yes, yes. I certainly am a lucky cat. Of course, Blackie did not say this out loud, for neither cats nor dogs nor other animals can speak as we do. But they can make noises, such as mewing or barking, and I think that is for them, talking in their own way, just as much as we talk in ours. And cats and other animals think, too, I believe. Else, how would they know enough to come to the same place many times to be fed? Or how would they know how to find their way home when they have gone far off? Of course, cats and dogs often get lost, for they may go so far that they cannot find the way back again. So you might say from that, I suppose, that cats can't think. But then, did you never get lost? Yes, I'm sure you must have at least once. And you can think, I know, but you could not find your way home alone. I know cats and dogs think and that they can talk to one another, too, in their own language. So it isn't at all strange that Blackie should think about what a good home she had and how kind the little boy and girl were to her. "'Now, Blackie,' said Mabel one day as she got ready for school, "'be a good cat today and don't run off.' Put the red ribbon with the bell around her neck, said Arthur as he gathered up his school books. Then if Blackie goes away, we can listen for the bell and find her. Oh, yes, that's what I'll do, said Mabel. Here, Blackie, called the little girl. Come and have your ribbon put on. There was a pretty red ribbon for Blackie's neck and it always looked nice on the cat because black and red seem to go well together. I think they match, as the ladies say, though I don't know much about such things. I know when a team of horses match and go well together and when two dogs or two cats are well-matched but I'm afraid I can't tell much about ribbons and such things matching. Anyhow, a lady told me black and red matched or went well together, and I guess she is right. And I know that the red ribbon looked very pretty on Blackie's neck, for I saw it there myself. There, exclaimed Mabel as she tied the ribbon into a pretty bow. Now you won't get lost, Blackie, and when I come home from school, I'll find you here. Blackie lifted one velvety paw and shook her head. This made the little brass bell tinkle. You can hear that a good way off, said Arthur. When I come home from school, I'm going to try to teach Blackie the trick of standing in the corner. She can do one trick now said Mabel. She can jump through my hands when I hold them in front of her like a hoop. Can she? asked Arthur. Let's see her do it. Children, don't be late for school, called their mother from the dining room. No, we won't, mother, answered Mabel. I'm just going to have Blackie do one trick. Come here, Blackie. Blackie always came when the little boy or girl called her, for the black cat knew she would be petted or given something nice to eat each time. This time, Mabel stroked Blackie's soft fur and then put the cat down in front of her, behind her arms, which she held in a round ring. "'Jump through, Blackie,' called Mabel. And Blackie did. "'See?' said the little girl to her brother. Didn't Blackie do that trick nicely? She sure did, exclaimed Arthur. And when I come home from school, I'll teach her to stand on her hind legs in a corner. Come now, children, run along, called the mother. And Arthur and Mabel, having each patted Blackie once more, hurried off to school. Well, I think now I will go and take a little sleep, said Blackie to herself. Then I will go out and see if I can find another cat to play with until the children come home. For Blackie loved to play, and she was sometimes lonesome when the children were not home. Mabel had made a little cushion for Blackie, and this cushion was kept in one corner of the dining room where the sun shone good part of the day. Blackie liked to sleep in the sun. Yes, I certainly am a lucky cat, thought Blackie, to have such a nice home and such a good little girl and boy to pet me. I have a nice red ribbon, too, and a bell. Not many cats have things as nice as I. Blackie was sure of this, for a number of times she had seen on the back fence other cats whose fur was all scraggly and rough, who looked poor and thin, and who seemed scared almost to death. Once Blackie had spoken to one of these cats, and the cat had told Blackie how hungry he was. "'Why don't you go home and eat?' asked Blackie. "'Home? I have no home,' sadly exclaimed the strange cat. "'I had one once, but the people moved away, leaving me behind, "'and since then I have eaten as best I can. "'You are very lucky to have such a nice home.' Oh, excuse me, I see a piece of meat. And with that, the strange cat jumped down off the fence and grabbed a bit of meat out of the trash can. Ugh, I'm glad I don't have to eat that way, thought Blackie. As Blackie went to sleep on the soft cushion, she thought of the time when she had been a little kitten and had lived with her mother and her brothers and sisters in a barn in the country, For Blackie's early days were spent on a farm, though she did not now remember very much about that part of it. Arthur and Mabel's father and mother had taken the children on a visit to the farm, and it was there the children saw the black cat, which they liked very much. So the farmer gave her to them, and they named her Blackie and brought her home to the city with them. Since then, Blackie had lived in the fine house with her little boy and girl. And as I say, she had a very easy time of it, never wanting for anything to eat, or for a warm, cozy place to sleep. For several hours, Blackie slept on the cushion, now and then turning around to get more in the sunlight. And when she did this, the little brass bell on the red ribbon on her neck would go tinkle, 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 Well, I think I'll take a walk out in the yard, and perhaps I may see another cat to talk to," said Blackie, as she awakened and stretched first one leg and then the other, opening her mouth as wide as she could to stretch that too. Blackie was a bit lonesome without the children. Out into the yard went the black cat. The sun was shining down through the leaves of the grapevine, making dancing shadows on the walk below. Blackie pretended that these shadows were mice and that she was chasing them. As she was doing this, the black cat heard a voice calling to her. What are you doing? the voice asked. Blackie looked up and saw another cat looking at her over the back fence this cat was mixed grey and white in colour oh I'm just having a little game by myself answered Blackie I do this to amuse myself when the children are at school and I am alone excuse me but I think you must be a strange cat around here I am mewed the other my folks have just moved in the house next door Oh, I saw loads of furniture going in there yesterday, said Blackie, but I did not see you. No, I was shut up in a box, the new cat said. They were afraid I would get lost, I guess. They kept me down in the cellar until a little while ago. Oh, that's too bad, exclaimed Blackie. I guess you are glad to be out again, aren't you? Indeed I am but they kept me down in the cellar so I would not be hurt when the furniture was being set around, I guess. Won't you come over and have a game of shadow tag? asked the black cat. My name is Blackie. She went on. And mine is Speckle, said the other. I suppose you are called Blackie because you are so black. Yes, answered Blackie. And I think you must be called Speckle because you are speckled gray and white. That's it, Speckle answered as he jumped down off the fence. Then the two cats had a nice time playing shadow tag under the grape arbor. After a while, as they lay down to rest on the grass, Speckle asked, Did you ever run away? "'Run away?' exclaimed Blackie. "'What's that?' "'Why, don't you know?' went on Speckle in some surprise. "'To run away is to leave your home and go off to have adventures.' "'What are adventures?' Blackie wanted to know. "'Oh, things that happen to you,' replied Speckle. "'Did you ever run away and have adventures?' Blackie wanted to know. Indeed I did, Speckle said somewhat proudly. I have run away more than once, and many things happened to me. It was fun. Only, I got hungry sometimes. How do you run away? Asked Blackie. Why, you just run, Speckle said. You walk out of the house just as if you were going out in the yard to play, as we did now, and when no one is looking, you walk off down the street as far as you like. "'Oh, I thought you said run!' exclaimed Blackie. "'Now you are talking about walking away!' "'It's all the same,' Speckle explained. "'You can't run all the time you are running away. You have to walk part of the time or you would get very tired.' You just try it someday. Perhaps I shall, Blackie said. I'll think about it. I have certainly learned something today. Arthur spoke about teaching me a new trick when he came home from school. But I have learned something all by myself. And that is how to run away. I believe I will try it. Do, said Speckle. Let me know when you are going, and perhaps I will go with you. Excuse me, said the mixed-color cat, but I hear them calling me. I guess my dinner is ready. And with that, the other cat jumped back over the fence. Do you think Blackie will run away and have an adventure? Listen for Chapter 2 to see what's going to happen. 2. Blackie Runs Away That cat is a good jumper, thought Blackie when her new friend had gone. He went over that fence easily. I wonder if I could do that. Blackie tried, but she could not jump all the way to the top of the fence as Speckle had done. I suppose it must be because he ran away once or twice, thought Blackie, as she again went back to rest in the shade, after having tried two or three times to leap to the top of the fence in one jump. It must be that running away makes one a good jumper. Yes, I certainly must run away, or walk away, as Speckle called it. I wonder what would happen to me. I suppose Mabel and Arthur would miss me, and I would miss them. But I need not run very far away, and and I can run back when I want to. Blackie did not know much about things outside of her own nice house, you see. Running away never made a cat a good jumper that I ever heard of though some cats who have no homes learn to jump fences easily because, I suppose, they are chased by dogs or boys so often that they just have to know how to make big jumps. Yes, I certainly must try what running away will teach me, thought Blackie as she went in the house, where, near the stove in the kitchen, set her saucer of milk. Then I will have things to tell Speckle when I come back. I must ask him more about it the next time I see him. That afternoon, just before Arthur and Mabel came home from school, Blackie saw Speckle out on the fence again. Wait a minute, Speckle, called the black cat. I want to ask you about running away. And she hurried out in the yard. Oh, I'm not going to run away for some time, said the other cat. I've just moved here and I want to see what sort of place it is before I run away. Perhaps I shan't run away at all. Anyhow, I shall not for a long time. I never run away until I get tired of a place. And then I don't often stay away more than a day or so. Oh, I wasn't going to ask you to run away, said Blacky but I want to know if running away makes a cat a good fence jumper?" Speckle thought for a few seconds and then said slowly, Well, yes, I suppose it does. I know the first time I ran away, I could not jump very well. And then a dog chased me. I ran into a yard and in front of me was a fence. "'The only chance to get out of the dog's way was by jumping the fence. "'I had never jumped so high a fence before, "'but I did it that time, and the dog could not get me, so I got away.' "'My gracious!' exclaimed Blackie. "'Something happened to you that time. Was that an adventure?' "'Yes,' answered Speckle, thinking a moment. "'I suppose you could call that an adventure.' but I had many more after that. Do dogs always chase you when you run away? Blackie wanted to know. Oh, no, not always, answered the gray cat. But that is one of the things that may happen when you run away. Oh, I won't like that part of it, spoke Blackie. There is a dog in the house on the other side of ours And the family that lived in the house into which your folks just moved also kept one. He used to chase me until I scratched his nose with my sharp claws one day. And after that, he left me alone. I was sorry to scratch him, but it was the only thing to do. Yes, of course, agreed Sparkle. It is a good thing we have sharp claws. They are especially for scratching dogs that chase us. "'I wonder if there is any other way of scaring a dog "'besides scratching him,' said Blackie. "'Perhaps there may be,' said Speckle. "'It would be nice if there was. "'I may learn how to do that if I run away to look for adventures.' "'Oh, so you are going to run away, are you, Blackie?' "'Well, I'm thinking of it. Will you come?' "'Not right away. At least I think I will not.' "'said the other cat. "'Still, you might call over the fence to me when you go, "'and perhaps I'll come along. "'Hello, who are they?' "'asked Speckle quickly as he saw a boy and girl coming in the yard. "'Oh, that's Arthur and Mabel, my little masters,' explained Blackie. "'But Speckle did not stop to listen. "'With a jump, he was on top of the fence.' "'Excuse me,' called the grey cat to Blacky. "'but that boy looks just like one who once tied a tin can to my tail.' "'The idea!' meowed Blacky. "'Arthur is a good boy and loves cats. "'He'd never do anything like that to me, nor to you or any other animal.' "'You never can tell,' said Speckle. "'Safety first, as I hear they are teaching the children in school.' I'll just stay on my side of the fence until I can see what kind of boy he is. And though Blackie kept saying that Arthur was a good boy and would not bother cats, Speckle would not stay. Of course, Mabel and her brother did not understand what their cat said to the other one, for they did not know animal language. Though Blackie and the other cats know what boys and girls say to them, Or a great deal of it, I think. "'Did you see that strange cat?' asked Mabel of her brother. "'Yeah, I guess it belongs to the folks next door,' spoke Arthur. "'Now I'm going to teach Blackie to stand on her hind legs.' Arthur picked Blackie up and rubbed her under the ears. "'Cats like to be rubbed under the ears, and they will purr if you do it to them. "'And when the cat purrs, it shows it is happy.' Just why cats like to be rubbed or tickled under the ears, I do not know, any more than I know why a pig likes to be scratched on his back. I only know that this is so. A hop toad likes to be scratched on his back also. Many a time I have gone quietly up to a toad in the grass and with a little twig have scratched his back. And Mr. Toad will sit there quietly and will puff himself out like a little balloon because he is so pleased to have his back scratched. But you must do it very gently. Anyhow, Arthur rubbed Blackie under her ears and the black cat liked it and purred in the boy's arms. And now for your trick, Blackie, said Arthur. It is not easy to teach a cat to stand on her hind legs, as Arthur very soon found out. Cats do not learn tricks as easily as dogs do, though I have seen performing cats on the stage of a theater. They climbed ladders, walked a tightrope, and did many other little tricks. Blackie did not know exactly what Arthur wanted her to do. The little boy put the black cat in a corner so she could lean her back against the sides of the room and not fall over. Then he lifted her front feet off the floor so that she was resting on her hind ones. Now stand up that way, Arthur said, speaking kindly. "'Blackie did it for a few seconds "'and then got down on all four feet "'as she was in the habit of standing. "'No, not that,' said Arthur, lifting her up again. "'Stand on your hind legs, Blackie.' "'But Blackie did not do it very well. "'Let me try,' said Mabel, who was watching her brother. "'She will jump through my hands "'and perhaps she will stand up for me.' I'll try once more, said Arthur, and then you may have a turn, Mabel. But neither Arthur nor his sister could make Blackie stand up on her hind legs. Blackie just did not want to do it, or perhaps she could not. Maybe when I come back after having run away, I'll do it for them, thought the black cat as she rubbed up against Mabel's legs. Now jump through my hands, Blackie, called Mabel, and she made a loop of her arms in front of Blackie. This trick the black cat knew very well. If she would only do the standing on her hind legs trick as well as she does yours, she would be a fine cat, Arthur said. Blackie is a nice cat anyhow, and I love her, spoke Mabel, cuddling the cat in her arms. That night when the children were studying their lessons, Blackie lay on a soft cushion at their feet, purring happily. And all the while, the black cat was thinking about running away. I suppose Mabel and Arthur will feel badly at first, thought Blackie, but I won't be away very long, at least not the first time. I think I'll run off tomorrow. The next day came, and after breakfast, when Arthur and Mabel had gone to school, Blackie went out in the yard. She had made up her mind to run away, and she wanted to see if Speckle might not like to go along. Blackie did not have to pack up any clothes or take anything to eat with her when she started to run away. Cats can't do those things only clothes they need is their coat of fur, and that is always with them. I have seen dogs with little blankets on and even a sort of overcoat, but cats are different and do not wear them. And Blackie could not take with her anything to eat. She thought she would have no trouble in picking up what she wanted as she went along. "'I may even stop in a house someday and get milk,' the black cat said to herself. Out in the yard she went, close to the fence. "'Meow!' called Blackie to speckle. "'Come on out, I want to speak to you.' "'What is it?' asked the grey cat, sticking his head up over the fence. "'I'm going to run away,' answered Blackie. "'Don't you want to come along?' "'My goodness, run away,' exclaimed Speckle. "'So you have made up your mind, have you?' "'Yes, I'm going. Will you come?' Mm, "'No, I think not,' Speckle said slowly. "'I don't believe I will run away today. "'You see, I have hardly gotten to know all the cats around her yet. "'I'll wait a while.' But don't let me keep you from running if you really want to go. Yes, I do want to go, Blackie said. Perhaps when I come back, I may be able to jump a fence as well as you. And I may do the standing on my hind legs trick that Arthur tried to teach me. Perhaps, said Speckle. Well, good luck to you. Thank you, answered Blackie. Then she looked toward the house. No one was watching her. Blackie went slowly down the front walk to the street. I don't need to run at first, she thought. I'll begin to run when I get out of sight of the house. The children can't see me, for they are at school, and I am glad of it, as they might cry if they saw me going. But I'll soon be back, only I can't tell them so. Blackie went slowly to the front gate. She went out in the street. Then she went slowly down the sidewalk. And when she was out of sight of her house, she began to run. Now, said Blackie to herself, at last, I am really running away.